At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Sam Farber. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your Hornets podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us here once again on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. It's a winning edition of the HHC Hornets, taking some revenge out on Sacramento, 124-120. The final score in a night where the Hornets faced unheard of levels of adversity. Five players remained out for health and safety protocols. Two others were just plain sick and unable to go. Hornets had a couple of guys basically make their NBA debuts. One of them definitely did, Arnoldus Kulboka. And the Hornets just in general able to find a way to persevere, put themselves in a position to win. And in the end, the basketball gods smile on the city of Charlotte. We are going to break down last night's win, pick our stars of the game. Also want to talk a little bit about the latest Kia MVP ladder. There's a Hornet on the list. We're going to talk about that and a recent article in The Athletic as well featuring Miles Bridges prominently. Helping me on all of these topics, he's my producer on the Hornets radio network, Rob Longo. Rob, a 124-123 thrilling victory. There is never a dull night at the Hive. It is always exciting and entertaining. Tickets available at Hornets.com. I'm out of breath. I am at a loss for words. What are your thoughts after an amazing win last night? Well, you took those words right out of my mouth because as we were getting ready to roll on our postgame show on the Hornets radio network yesterday, I mean, I was still trying to find the words on how to describe what happened. It was just something that was kind of remarkable the way that the game shook out. I mean, you know, the Hornets had a a three-point lead, it seemed like, for the last five minutes of the game, and then just a defensive struggle for both sides. Sacramento was able to tie it up. We thought Cody Martin had this wonderful and one to go ahead, and then it gets over 
overturned on a challenge and then he goes one of two from the foul line and then gets a little too aggressive on a closeout 35 feet from the basket on De'Aaron Fox and then De'Aaron Fox misses two foul shots and you know there was a couple of tip-in efforts at the end and it was just remarkable the way that the Hornets were able to get the job done but with all that said they still had to get to that point to even win it and without seven players it's almost remarkable I mean I know we had Matt Carroll rejoin us here on the Hornets radio network but I thought you were going to do the game solo and I thought Eric Collins was going to do the game solo on TV as well because I thought Matt Carroll and Del Curry were going to get some 10-day contracts the way that there was just no (laughs) depth on this team I mean at the break it was I think I wrote it down it was Sacramento was able to go 10 deep off the bench in a rotation and the Hornets only went eight at that point and then Kai Jones came in and started in the fourth quarter to try to just get a couple of minutes in there he only ended up playing six minutes Arnaldus Kabulka started the second quarter so James Borrego was just trying to throw anything that would stick to the wall in terms of just trying to keep some bodies fresh I mean you had Gordon Hayward play 42 minutes Kelly Oubre played 41 last night Miles Bridges played 40 heck Cody Martin played 43 so four of the five starters played very very meaningful minutes and of course we would be remiss to not talk about how James Booknight was just such a big spark plug off the bench. Yeah, there, there were four rookies who played, four veterans who played 40-plus minutes, and Vernon Carey chipping in seven points. He had a, a season high in this one as well. Just an amazing, amazing game. Really, everyone who was on the floor had some type of either amazing effort personally or career effort personally. Arnoldus Kulboka making his NBA debut. He'll never forget this win. That That's for darn sure. James Booknight career high. There's just so many efforts to talk about but the team as a whole collectively this performance not lost on their head coach James Borrego. Probably the most proud I've been of a team in my four years here just the resiliency the never give in the fight and just love this group I'm just so proud of them I couldn't be more proud and I was too of the last couple games the way they fought but to go out there even more undermanned seven of our top rotation players seven of our top 10 top rotation players out those guys in that locker room deserve the credit. They they battled from minute one to the last second and they deserve all the credit. They most certainly do. An amazing win. 124 to 123 takes the Hornets to 15 and 13 and the rest of the the standings as they're going to shake out here. It's going to see the Hornets retain a top eight position basically which is important. We've talked about it. Hornets right now it's not necessarily about surging back into the top four which they're one game out of anyways. It's about keeping pace with everyone else and the fact that they're still ahead of teams like Atlanta and Boston who are high quality teams that most people expect to make the playoffs outright or at the very least be in the top half of the play-in. The fact that the Hornets are are just right there with a team like Philadelphia who got them twice despite all this adversity, both of those close games, it really is a a remarkable thing for the Hornets. Let's pick some stars of the night. You're officially the guest for this one, Rob. You get first choice. I mean, there were a ton to pick from. I'll leave the obvious one to you, and I will go with Kelly Oubre. Pick and roll with Gordon Hayward. Left side for Oubre. He'll penetrate, rises up, and throws down the left-handed jam. Dr. Pepper Dunk from Kelly Oubre Jr., and that was the full two liters. 15 for Oubre. Those 15 points is what Kelly ended up having at the break to lead all scores. He cooled off a little bit in the second half and kind of gave way to James Booknight a little bit. Kelly finishes with 22 points, which is remarkable when you look at this box score, Sam. I mean, you got James Booknight, Kelly Oubre, and Miles Bridges all scoring north of 20, and that doesn't include Cody Martin and Gordon Hayward, who were also in double figures with 19 points each. So it's just crazy that what this team was able to do offensively, but my top performer, I have to go with Kelly Oubre because he kept the team in it in the first half, and then that was able to allow 
allow James Booknight to get into a rhythm, find his footing from beyond the arc, and kind of set up the the stage for a remarkable second half by James Booknight. Kelly Oubre, this run he's on is spectacular. Nine consecutive games with multiple made threes over the course of which he's averaging just under 25 points per game. He is shooting better than 50% from the field in that span and better than 40% from beyond the arc. My pick for star of the night is the lottery pick, James Booknight. Cody Martin comes away with it. Ahead of the pack to Gordon Hayward. Into the lane. Kick to the corner. Booknight. 4-3. Yes! Book it! Booknight! A career-high 13. And as it turns out, he was just getting started. He ends up with 24 points, 6 of 8 from 3. Just a spectacular effort. And with as shorthanded as the team was, no P.J. Washington, no Nick Richards on top of all the other players absent, you knew someone was going to have to step into not just a, a starting role, but a leading role here for this team. And James Booknight was the most likely one to do it off the bench, given those last-minute circumstances. And he leads the team in scoring 24 points I think he did a really good job of taking what the defense gave him he saw very minimal occasions where he would dance around with the basketball in front of someone he was moving it he was taking shots quickly and confidently he was driving the lane biggest thing for me in addition to the 24 points and the incredible shooting six of eight from three he had no turnovers the team had 15 turnovers they were an issue for a good portion of the night James Booknight did not have a single one. Actually, the entire rookie class had one. It was all those darn veterans turning the ball over so much, but in all seriousness, uh, just a spectacular game here from James Booknight. Well, not to gloat or anything, but I did say on yesterday's preview podcast, my player to watch was James Booknight because I wanted to see a rematch of Summer League with Davion Mitchell, and he definitely got the better of Mitchell, even though they weren't really matched up at times. I mean, Mitchell still played 26 minutes, so he was on the floor about the same time as James Booknight. He finishes with 10 points, and you kind of talked about how how he was taking what the defense was giving him. I mean, they were just quality shots all around. I mean, he wasn't trying to force anything. Like you mentioned, he wasn't dancing with the basketball. I think a lot of his threes were kind of the catch and shoot scenario too. So his teammates were finding him. So it was one of those instances where, you know, he hit a three in the first half and then he was able to hit a couple of them early in the third quarter. And it just kind of took care of itself. His teammates were finding him the basketball. He didn't have to do a whole lot. It was just great ball movement by the Hornets in general. I mean, they made 48 baskets and they had 29 assists. James Bragg always talks about he wants to be at 30. At least 30 assists per game. They got to 29. That's pretty darn close. And it ended up giving the Hornets a win. Miles Bridges had eight of those assists. He was one away from his career high. Ended up with 23 points. Gordon Hayward had a brilliant assist to set up Cody Martin for a clutch bucket in the final minute. He ends up with 19 points and seven assists in this game. Really, you could go down those. Everyone had some type of significance. Everyone. Everyone contributed. The one player we missed in picking our stars, who we've got to give some credit to here, is Cody Martin. A little bit of a tough play down the stretch fouling deer and Fox when he didn't need to and, and said he did not want to that left Sacramento a chance to win luckily for the Hornets he misses both free throws and the tips do not go the King's way but Cody Martin had an incredible what should have been to my eyes and and one I guess by letter of the law his foot touched the hardwood again as he came back down before he let the ball go so it was not an and one still made a clutch free throw there still made a big time three to put the Hornets up prior to that play after the game Cody Martin talked about finding a way to win the basketball guys were in our favor we were grinding out the last few games and had situations where we could have won and we just keep going and, and keep going and um trying to figure out ways to win and and i think that we're getting better and it's just tough right now because we also have a lot of guys right now that 
don't we usually don't play in these lineups together so we're kind of gaining chemistry on the run and on the fly and these young guys are getting thrown into the fire and playing a ton of minutes and they're playing really well with a lot of confidence and we trust them and you know we're just trying to keep it rolling and figuring out ways to win hornets a spectacular win 124 to 123 the final score over sacramento cody martin the last four points of the game for buzz city all right coming up next we'll have continued thoughts on this big win for the hornets sending them to 15 and 13 and also we got to talk about the key mvp ladder there's a hornet on the list i don't have to worry about the rookie ladder anymore we're moving on to the mvp ladder we'll talk about it next here on the hornets i've cast I could have gotten my hearing aids anywhere, but going to a doctor who could find a set that fit my lifestyle was a good idea. Music sounds as clear now as when I listen to it on cassette tapes. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates offers a wide variety of hearing aids. With affordable pricing and credit options, our patients can find hearing care that is right for them. Hear like you once did. Call 704-295-3000 to schedule an appointment. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, they just make sense. These four years, for, for our group to be without seven rotation players, to go get a win against an NBA team that was basically fully loaded. These guys just beat us by 30 in Sacramento. This group's playing extremely well. I would say this, as, as a head coach in this league, one of the most proud moments for me as a head coach, to watch these guys compete and fight. And I'll give them credit the last two nights. This just fell our way, you know. We hit a shot, we made a play, and things turned for us. Obviously, they, that could have been the same thing in the Philadelphia games. They played with that same sort of mentality, but for them to go out and still lose PJ and Nick again, you know, go back and now we lose two more guys tonight and still come out with a win. Extremely proud of them. Head coach James Borrego after the Hornets 124 to 123 win over Sacramento last night. Rightfully proud of this team for what they were able to do out there. Sam Farber, Rob Longo here with you on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, let's go back to book night here for a moment, Rob, before we go to our MVP ladder conversation. You know, this team needed someone to step up. And one thing that I think is a through line for both book night and and Cody Martin, for that matter, the Kings had a, a decent strategy running for them. They were not going to let Gordon Hayward or Miles Bridges beat them. Those were the the two really kind of remaining mainstays of the Hornets' offense. You can't double team three guys. There's not enough players on the floor to do it. But they they made it a part of their strategy. Miles Bridges touches the ball. Gordon Hayward touches the ball. Everyone run at them. It left some openings for Kelly Oubre. He had a big night, 22 points. It left some openings for Cody Martin. He had a career high 19, and it left a lot of openings for James Booknight. Martin cuts inside to the honeycomb, kick to the corner, bridges. One more Booknight, head fakes the three, steps to his left, lets it fly for the lead. He's got it! Book it, baby! Hornets up 101-99. I mean, these big stats here, it was really an impressive thing. And, you know, you look across the team and who the assists are to. You had James Booknight. He received eight assists. So... The Hornets had 29. The person who was assisted the most was James Booknight, which means the ball is coming out of Miles Bridges and Gordon Hayward's hands, and that's who they're finding. The veterans were looking to book. They trust in him. We've heard it over and over from head coach James Brago and others that the kid is awesome. He's going to have his chance. It's just a matter of time. Opportunity knocked over the last couple of days, and James Booknight was ready to answer. I think the feeling is kind of surreal, you know, but I knew I was capable of this and I know my coaches believed in me and knew I was capable. This is really just like, just a testament to, to our chemistry as a team, you know? Um, having vets and older guys that's, that's gonna stay in my ear and tell me to stay ready, you know? Miles Bridges has been telling me all year, my time is gonna come, and today it came. 
Well, kudos to Miles for words of encouragement, which is kind of a uh, good cop, bad cop situation where you considered what Terry Rozier said in preseason where, you know, how do you help out a guy like James Booknight? And Terry Rozier said, you kill him. So, you know, it's kind of that good cop, bad cop there. But with the stat line that James Booknight had, he joins LaMelo Ball as the only Hornets rookie with a 20-point or more performance, five or more rebounds, and five or more threes in a game since 2007. So, you know, the way that he was able to just step up and, you know, this is why you got Greensboro. This is why you have this pipeline to keep these guys ready when the time has come. You've seen that with JT Thor. JT Thor had a pretty good night yesterday. I mean, he only finished with seven points, but he ended up with some a lot of good defensive plays. He ended up with two blocks and a steal, but it felt like he was altering a lot of shots out there as well. So not only with James Booknight and the way that he has been able to just step up when called upon, but, you know, all the rookies, JT Thor, Arnaldus Kabulka being ready and active, ready to go. Just the fact that there's this system where obviously we hope we don't have another situation where seven players in the rotation or out on any given night, but the fact that there are these rookies and these young players, it creates a good problem for James Brago to have when it's a full deck of players moving forward here for the Hornets. The next topic we have up for discussion here, Rob, the, the Kia MVP ladder was put out by NBA.com. Did you see that? Did you notice? Well, you only talked about it how many times off the air about how we got an MVP on the rookie <laughs> la- on the ladder. We don't have to do the rookie ladder anymore. So, yeah. But I don't know. I mean, at the rate that James Booknight if he keeps playing, he might end up on the rookie ladder too. But uh, I think he deserves I mean, a mention there at this was, point. I remember during the introductory press conference, he said one of his goals was to be rookie of the year. I mean, obviously 20 games have gone by and he hasn't played a whole lot, but you never know. I mean, heck, LaMelo Ball wasn't a starter to start last season and he ended up being rookie of the year. It's a different circumstance, I understand. Very but different I'm just throwing it out there. I'm, I'm grasping at straws. I, I am willing to start getting upset about him not being on the list at all after tonight. We'll see what it looks like next time the rookie ladder comes out. But the MVP ladder, the Kia MVP ladder, is out. Number one on the list is Steph Curry, who is about to to break the all-time three-pointer record in the NBA. Tremendous player on a really good Warriors team that's only going to get better in the coming weeks as they get healthier, but he has led the way. He's very deserving to be at the top of the ladder. Kevin Durant, he's number two. Giannis Antetokounmpo, number three. Nikola Jokic, the reigning MVP, number four. Guys you would expect, but in the list as the uh, top 15, if you will, the Hornets have a mention, and it's LaMelo Ball. And I think this is significant. I think, you know, it's one thing to say that LaMelo Ball is in the all-star conversation, which he he is starting to enter, but even that you don't hear as loudly just to this point yet. He's kind of assumed to be in the pack, but people are waiting to see where the Hornets going to look in the standings. How are these numbers going to stack up? Clearly the, the health and safety protocols element of this doesn't help him, but numbers-wise he, he's in the mix for sure, and it, it's just a matter of does he get over the hump this year or does it take another year for him to make it to the All-Star list? But to see him mentioned in the MVP, I mean, there's 12 guys in each conference that go to the All-Star game. There's one MVP for the league. And LaMelo's numbers, I think right now, don't justify him winning the award because there's another class of scorer that typically gets this. Being a 20-point-per-game guy in the NBA is difficult to do. There's only about 30 to 40 maybe in any given season tops. But being a 25- or 30-point-per-game guy, that is a different class. That tends to be who you see for an MVP award unless you're averaging a triple-double or something like that. And even those guys, you know, they they end up being closer to that. So I I think there's another step to go for LaMelo Ball to get there, but his overall game being recognized by expert NBA scribes is significant. It's noteworthy, which is why we bring it up here today on the Hornets Hivecast. Well, and if you look at the list, too, I mean, he's the only second-year player on there, and that's obviously what you would expect, but I think the youngest guy next to him would probably be either Luka 
Doncic or Trey Young. You know, everybody else are these grizzled vets. Obviously, Steph Curry is number one, and the way that Steph Curry has been playing this year, I think it's almost a no-brainer that you would give him the MVP award if he continues on his trajectory. But the fact that even LaMelo Ball is being mentioned, like you kind of referenced, is kind of a, I don't want to call it a moral victory in itself, but the fact that he is getting that recognition already in his second season in the NBA really speaks volumes. So, you know, he's he's already getting in the same conversation as... Joel Embiid, James Harden, you got DeMar DeRozan, Zach Levine, all of these great, great players in the NBA, and he's already at the top of the list. That's really impressive to see, and I'm interested to see how that looks moving forward with the ladder and if he's able to move into the top 10 or anything like that after he's able to get out of health and safety protocols and you know, hopefully knock on wood that everything is fine, there was no symptoms or anything like that, there's no kind of recovery time as he continues to play, and if he's able to just pick it up where he left off before he entered the health and safety protocols the player that I think is I guess closest in terms of you know what their their game is like that you could kind of use as a comparison for LaMelo ball if he's eventually going to win this is Chris Paul now Paul's never won it but he's been in the top five a number of times in the voting and as uh, I think he's finished top two once upon a time in his career and when you look to those seasons when he did it he's roughly around where LaMelo Ball is now as a scorer. Chris Paul's only had two seasons in his entire NBA career where he was a 20-plus point-per-game scorer. He matches those, though, with 10-plus assists per game. So that's the player I would look to as the example, the roadmap, if you will, for LaMelo Ball to be an MVP candidate. He's going to go one of two ways. Either his assists are going to continue to increase, and he's going to become, say, somewhere around a 20 to 25 point-per-game, 10 to 12 assists-per-game type of player, which he's currently, as we sit here talking right now he's a 20 and 8 guy roughly so that either that next step is going to happen or his scoring is going to surge and he'll be more like a a Steph Curry in terms of volume maybe not the exact same type of player Steph Curry being the greatest shooter of all time but LaMelo Ball you know one of those two things is going to happen but it's great to see him early on recognized as an MVP candidate but again I think the the path he will follow is Chris Paul's in terms of being an MVP candidate it's going to be linking the points to the assists and most importantly the winning Luke Doncic has already been mentioned as an MVP candidate. He has gotten the Mavericks to be a perennial playoff team, but not a winning one. Their first round of the playoffs in out, and they've ran into some good teams along the way, yes, but this Mavericks team under Luka Doncic has hit a little bit of a wall. Hornets have not gotten through their wall to get in the playoffs yet, period, so there, there's some work to do here in the Queen City, but that will be an interesting one to see how LaMelo Ball navigates that, how the Hornets navigate that, but again, suffice it to say, great to see the Hornets having someone mentioned on the Kia MVP ladder. You can check it out at NBA.com. One more segment to go. There's another article that came out recently involving a Hornet. It's from The Athletic, David Aldridge, writing about Miles Bridges. We'll talk about that next here on the Hornets Hivecast. Hornets fans, it's time to get some new gear. The best selection Collection of new and classic Hornets apparel is at the Hornets Fan Shop, now with new extended hours. Stop by Spectrum Center Wednesday through Saturday from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. to pick up the latest in jerseys, Jordans, and more. Or you can shop from the comfort of your own home 24-7 with just a click of a button at HornetsFanshop.com. An easy trip on the light rail, you'll be sure to find something for everyone at the Hornets Fan Shop. 103-101, Hornets with the lead. Gordon Hayward back in the game. Bridges fires up a three. Got it! 
Wing three, Miles Bridges drilling another Lowe's three-point shot, his first of the game. Miles Bridges ends up with 23 points in that win over Sacramento and also not an exact science on whether or not it is a, a truly a, the best indicator of who performed the best, but it is an indicator. Miles Bridges, best performer for the Hornets in the plus-minus category at a plus-12, helping the Hornets to a 124-123 win over Sacramento. It keeps Charlotte above 500. It keeps them in the top eight of the Eastern Conference and relatively speaking just a game away of being in the top four in the Eastern Conference so hopefully there will be good news around the bend about the Hornets getting healthier for them to battle with in this upcoming six game road trip which we'll talk about momentarily here but first up Rob Longo I want to talk about this piece that David Aldridge wrote in The Athletic it's kind of a grab bag he's talking about a variety of things but one of the things he talks about is Miles Bridges his performance early on in the season 20.7 rebounds three assists per game and how he is moving up the charts in next year's free agent class and it's interesting how people write about this it's almost as if they don't realize that the Hornets can still resign Miles Bridges he is not an unrestricted free agent at the end of the year but clearly betting on himself is paying off he will be a restricted free agent after the season Charlotte has the right to match any offer and retain him all signs would indicate that they would be interested in doing such a thing but you just can't speak highly enough about Miles and what he's done I do think that there there's an element of this that He's perfect to Charlotte, and Charlotte's perfect for him because of the marriage with LaMelo Ball. Miles Bridges is not shown himself to be just yet, at least, at least consistently, a Jason Tatum type, where give him the ball, let him stand there dribbling it for 12 seconds, and you know he's still going to get a quality shot that he's probably going to make, either a three or cut into the basket. We've seen that at times. He actually, I think, did it to Jason Tatum. <laughs> so, you know, Miles Bridges does have that club in his bag, but ultimately, I think he's best when the pairing with LaMelo. They just have this synergy between the two of them that makes each of them better players and Miles seems to fit in seamlessly with what James Borrego has conceived for this offense. There's been a couple of times already that this has been brought up, Miles in some sort of media availability, and he he obviously is not going to talk about it. He just says, I'm going to let my agent handle this and we're going to move on from there. So obviously he's focused on the season and that sort of thing, but the fact that the way that this team is constructed with Miles Bridges, with LaMelo Ball, like you mentioned, I mean, it's almost like a match made in heaven. And, you know, we we did see a couple times in last night's game where he did have a little bit of isos. It was only like maybe one or two possessions. It wasn't, you know, like a Jason Tatum right now in Boston where, you know, a majority of his touches are kind of these isolation plays where he just goes after it. But the one thing I really enjoyed about this article was the fact that David Aldridge talked to scouts about Miles Bridges and they said, you know, that he is simplifying his game and been able to make these different moves to the basket. And we even saw that a couple of games ago. I forget the exact game, but he pulled out this spin move that we didn't really think that he had. And he goes, oh yeah, I got all kind of stuff. I just haven't exposed it yet. He, he kind of keeps it in his back pocket for when he really needs it. So the development of Miles Bridges has just been remarkable to see, even from the end of last year to this year. I mean, we saw glimpses of it last season when Gordon Hayward was out, LaMelo Ball was out, and he had to be the man. I mean, he was dropping 30-point games in Madison Square Garden towards the end of the season at the end of April. He was doing anything he could to get the team to win. And now that he is not new and improved, but now that he has improved from the offseason we're really getting to see the fruits of his labor and I don't think anybody expected this output and his production this far through the season we knew that Miles Bridges was going to be a bigger factor this season but nobody had him I think at borderline all-star potential all-star 30 games into the year 
The scary thing to think about with Miles Bridges is he's averaging 20 points per game, and he's not shooting as well as he could be. I think he's at his career low right now, or close to it for free throw percentage, is around 75%. Last season, he was a 86% free throw shooter. With the frequency with which he gets to the line, or at least should get to the line, that's a point a game, three points a week. I mean, it's something. It's it's meaningful in terms of his final numbers. His three-point percentage, he's about a 33% three-point shooter so far this season. He was 40% last season. I think those numbers are going to start to even out. I think there's more left in the tank for Miles Bridges. No question about it in my mind. So the scary thing to think about for opposing teams this year is that there is a lot of meat left on that bone for Miles Bridges. And on top of that, he's already displayed the things in his game that's going to allow it to age well. He's right now one of the best athletes in the NBA, and that's going to allow him to jump over even some you know legit centers out there. That's going to allow him to run by some elite athletes out there. But as he ages, as the, the field eventually, I don't know, 10 years from now, starts to catch up with him athletically, it's a little tongue-in-cheek, but he might be. He's that good. As that starts to happen, Miles' game is going to continue to evolve. No matter what, it's entertaining for the fans. The Airbnb combo, one of the fan favorites here for the Hornets, and the fans at the have certainly had a lot to cheer about over these last couple of games. Even though two were losses, Rob, I think this is a very successful homestand given all the circumstances. Absolutely. And one more quick thing on Miles, too. Keep in mind, the last couple of games, he's been double teamed. He's been triple teamed. I mean, you know, when this roster is at full capacity with Lamella Ball, Terry Rozier, he's going to get more one on one looks. So that's just another thing to keep in mind, too. Like, you look at the shooting and it's not where you would want it to be right now, or it's not where he's used to having it, but he's getting keyed on a lot more. So that's another thing to kind of consider the way that he's played the last couple of weeks. No question about it. No question about it. One last thing on last night's win, 124-123 over the Kings, the X factor perhaps in the contest, the fans. It was a packed house again at the Hive. It was loud. They were into it. The word is out on how entertaining this club is, and now it's just going to get exponentially more because even without LaMelo Ball, even without Terry Rozier, Mason Plumley, Jalen McDaniels, Ish Smith, P.J. Washington, on and on and on. Even without all these guys, young, exciting, talented players stepped up had big games and the fans more than got their money's worth with a thrilling conclusion at the end of the night we'll close it out here with the quote from the end of the night last night jb talking about the fans well there was great energy out there i just love the way our arena is right now i'm gonna you know just give our fans a ton of credit right now you could feel the energy in our building the energy behind this team the city's behind this team and i know our, our players are feeding off it you can feel consistent energy in the building. I love it. Yeah, I, let's give the fans the credit for their, you know, they were loud, maybe had a major impact, you know, but uh, I just want to give our, our fans a ton of credit and our players deserve this crowd and our, our crowd deserves these players. It's a great marriage right now. So keep coming out and uh, supporting this group because it's a fun group. Team is leaving town for the next two weeks to begin another Western Conference road trip. But when they return, 29 home games remain on the schedule. We're going to be inside Spectrum Center a lot starting on December 27th against Houston. Tickets, of course, are still available. Go to Hornets.com. Get on the bandwagon while you can. I have a feeling by the end of the season, there are not going to be a lot of tickets remaining at Spectrum Center. So we'd love to see you at the Hive and be a part of what I think is the best atmosphere going right now in the NBA. That's going to do it for this edition of the Hornets. 
Hornets Hivecast. Thanks, as always, to my broadcast partner and our producer on the Hornets Radio Network, Rob Longo. Thanks to all of you for tuning in. Tomorrow, it is an off day for the Hornets. So we're going to have a feature interview. Assistant coach Norm Richardson is new to the staff. We're going to get to know Norm a little bit, his NBA background. He played one season in the association. He played internationally. Get to know him as a coach, as a person, as a former player, and introduce him to all of you, our great Hornets fans. That's tomorrow on the HHC. Till then, again, for Rob Longo, I'm Sam Farber saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you along, and we'll talk to you next time right here on the Hornets Hivecast. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit hornets.com.